0: The future of photography.
1: Hey, Chris, how you doing?
0: Uh, good as always. Good. And as how are
1: always. you? I'm, I'm very good thank you I'm very good uh, I got a little story to tell today for for this week's show so you know looking forward to doing that um it's gonna mm, yeah hopefully. I don't know whether it will challenge or amaze or wow you but uh, there's definitely some some food for thought in there but um we we've got a little
0: message for everybody first haven't we <laughs> yes we've been we've been talking about the setup of this show because we've been doing this now for over a year. And know, oh, crazy, huh? <laughs> it, that, well, first of all, that is crazy. And we've been pretty much every week. I mean, we've been quite, quite good in keeping that schedule uh, regular.
1: Yep, and we're up to show 76.
0: And we do have the occasional guest, as everyone might have noticed recently. So um, that's one thing that we want to do with the show, get more guests on, which I think is interesting, especially people who can talk from who who are involved in the future of photography in one way or another. Mm. But there's one more thing that we have thought about and it's, well, it gets a bit the same, same, the two guys, the two it dudes bit, talking all, yeah. all the time, the, the same two guys talking all the time. So we have uh, this idea in our mind that it might be interesting to get a third person on board
1: a third person a new voice
0: a new, a new voice. voice a new perspective um, someone who might not be our age <laughs> so someone who who could be different um, and we don't have that person just yet
1: Yes, we, we, we have noted that we're not very diverse, are we? Uh, exactly, know, are on the <laughs> show, which, much which is, which is tricky when there's only two of us and we happen to meet and and, and decide that the show is a good idea. But, yes. you know, um, it'd be great to get a new voice, uh, as you say, a new perspective, somebody with a different set of experiences, uh, somebody uh, who may be uh have a different view on on making imagery uh you know, we could you know somebody i mean you and you and i sometimes we geek out we have shows about science uh, we do also have shows about of course the art of making photography and the f- 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 philosophy of making <laughs> photography um,
0: but but we have we have this from our perspective and yes we want to uh, change that a bit i'm
1: not a digital native you see i remember (laughs) a time before phones
0: (laughs) we want to mix it up so this is this is where you the listener might possibly come in if you like the stuff that we talk about if you have a different perspective if you um we, we 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 talked long about do we want someone techie do we want someone who's not techie at all and I guess we will we haven't made a decision on that yet. We want you to tell us what you could what you could bring to the show.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And we're not you know, it doesn't and, and to be clear, it doesn't have to be somebody who is techie uh, uh it, it you know if tech is not the thing that 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 turns you on uh but actually making images does and you know and the creative side of it that is just as good to us and ju- and you know and would be a great fresh voice uh just as much as somebody who who might be really into the technical side of it so you know uh, we do need a few things from you um you do need to be able to commit to producing a weekly show <laughs> Um, That would help. Yes, that would would definitely help. Um, It also helps if you're fluent in English. This is an English speaking show. Um, uh, i know uh, as a native speaking english uh, uh, a native
0: speaking english person okay that that was clearly not native no no (laughs) as
1: a native english speaker myself yeah okay not a very good one this is easy for me to say and difficult for me to do a show in a foreign language Um, and i'm aware that chris sets the bar fairly high with the standard of his english as well (laughs) higher than i do perhaps
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i'm I'm, this this is probably due to us recording late in the evening uh
1: so. yeah i've had a hard day in the office today I, I won't bore you with the details but it went through it went through the other side of farcical today yeah. and into just the plain weird <laughs> so.
0: um you can be male or female so we are o- open on that one as well and uh to be 100 percent clear this is not a paid job okay we're not making any money with uh, the future photography right now so uh we won't be able to pay but you get the exposure
1: you'll get the fun (laughs) and the fun the network and the contacts Mm. and 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 the fun let's not forget about the fun which is the primary reason that you and i are doing this right now isn't it
0: exactly so what we want from you if you think hey i want to be i want to be a co-host on the future photography record a one minute audio piece in which you tell us a bit about yourself and why you think we should choose you that yeah, uh, that would absolutely. be your and
1: don't worry about audio quality um, yeah, and use the standard app on your phone which is probably the easiest way to do that these days because then you can just email the sound file direct to us um uh, and that is that is probably the easiest way you can do it right. we're not fussed about audio quality uh, what we'd love to hear is your interest in in being in the show uh, your personality your energy for for doing this stuff
0: um, if, and if, if you, you have, have any, any
1: compelling reasons, that would be good too.
0: <laughs> right. If if you have any prior experience with podcasting or, um but again, don't, don't fret about the sound quality. This is something that can always be fixed. So um we have a webpage up at the future slash dot com slash casting, the future photography dot com slash casting. And we are, we're just going to collect applications for the next few weeks and, then, yeah, get back to you and let you know. This is, yeah, this is absolutely. this is a very very uh, open process at this point, but
1: uh, it is. We're not. We yes. So so uh, we we're, we're not uh, not try, trying to do this in an open way. Trying to be uh, open to new ideas and and new people. So you know, it's uh, uh, it, it's something we really want to do. Add a different voice to the to the team. Uh, uh, an extra voice to the team. Uh, this is not to replace me or Chris. <laughs>
0: Oh, she this is not a reply. Oh, yeah, you should have told me that. I would have yeah, changed re- the website. I like a big X mark through you, your face.
1: I can't replace you. You do all the engineering. And that's publishing. true.
0: That's that's true. <laughs> you <laughs> could
1: replace me though. <laughs> so.
0: uh, I don't know. I don't see a reason why. Okay, no, no. We well, thank wanna, you very much. We want to add on to this. Um, so yeah, again, tips. Uh, tips from the top floor. See, I'm the, at the wrong podcast. Thefuturephotography.com <laughs> dot com slash casting. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you.
1: Excellent, good stuff. Right. Okay, we will put that. We will put that in the show notes as well, so that there's a link in the show notes. I think I should but probably
0: we- t- take this piece of audio out of the show as a separate thing as well, so we can post that on social media.
1: Probably a good idea.
0: All right. So, what are we going to talk about in terms of the future of photography?
1: Well, today uh, I'm going to talk about what's in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is that a camera or are you just excited to see me?
1: <laughs> well, you know, um, yeah. Uh, so no, this is, uh, it, it, there is the, um, this is, in a, this is a, a topic of something, some new toys I've bought recently, actually, let's right. be, let's be honest. Um, uh, and uh, I've had them for a few weeks now and had a chance to test them out. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the fact is, actually, both these things, both these new toys uh, I'm going to talk about do actually fit in my jeans pocket. Um, so we're talking at the uh, the more mobile end of photography here, okay. I guess, um, or, or or second kit for those of you who have a big kit and occasionally want to have a slightly smaller kit. Um, and do you know what? Um, we'll consider what it means as well for the future of photography, of course. So uh, do you remember a few weeks back, Chris, when I went to the photography show? Uh, oh, of course. In Birmingham here in the UK. Well, I did a bit of shopping.
0: <laughs> oh, of course. As <laughs> you do. I
1: can't, and I can't remember whether I've mentioned this on the show or not, but I certainly haven't talked about it in detail. But I bought a new light because you can never have too many lights. And <laughs> I bought a new camera. Now, I, I, I think I... I believe that you can have too many cameras but the good news is that there's so many different types of cameras
0: so you can <laughs> have one of room each to buy another one one yeah. of each type of well, cameras e-
1: exactly exactly except if they're special ones then you need at
0: least two in case one breaks <laughs> so Mon- Monica so, just Monica just uh, received a replacement for uh, a backup for her um for a Pentax 67
1: oh okay so would you so if you got just a Pentax 67 she's got two pentaxic six sevens, yes she does she's That's a bit good crazy. job you know a lot of sherpas isn't it
0: Well, <laughs> she, she only carries one but she had a bit of a a scare with uh, one because it's an old diva and it got a bit of uh, corrosion damage and oh. then it was out of order for a long time and the repair wasn't that good so she's like i need a second one if the this one dies the risk, she, she was very it? unhappy
1: This is the risk. I always think I should buy a second Bronica. I've got my my 35mm Nikons. I've got two of, uh, but I I only have one Bronica. And I always think I should buy a second one just in case. Hmm. Anyway, this is not about uh, uh, enormous film cameras. (laughs) Let's go. What what do you want to go with first? The light or the camera? What should we talk about first?
0: Uh,
1: Let's talk about the light first. The light. Okay, right uh well let's talk about that light so as you know led lights have been improving in leaps and bounds over the last few years dramatically um, yes uh, yes and as they've been improving they've also been getting much more affordable um i have one um which is uh, it's good quality light um it, good quality in terms of the light it outputs and good quality hardware It's made by manfrotto which is a brand i quite like um and uh from oh, five years ago maybe uh and the one i bought most recently um is uh, a fraction of the size loads brighter and far cheaper
0: <laughs> yeah. okay um
1: and the so uh I, I do you know what i haven't got the model number that's going to be bad isn't it never mind um is we'll it,
0: it is it the m180 Oh, it might be that's M180 a, how, how you know? LED light. Well, I'm on. I'm on a. I looked in the show notes, and I'm on a website now and looking at lights. Oh, so, okay. So
1: that's that's interesting because um, I, I didn't put the, the model number in the show notes. So this is a. Photics it's the, o- it's brand.
0: the only one. It's the only one that might fit in your pocket, I guess.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Ah, good deduction. There's a Sherlock Holmes <laughs> thing going on here. Excellent. So yeah, okay. So this is the Photix. What is it? The M180.
0: I think it's the M180. Is it a bicolor, um, small, pocketable LED? It certainly is.
1: It certainly is there that, yes. And it's So flat, let me yes. tell you about this, though. I saw this in a little glass case um, uh, at the photography show and, and looked at it and went, ooh, wow. Um, because this has the form factor of a mobile phone. Of a,
0: um, particu- and, it's sp- just, specifically, and it's just thick enough that it can fit a tripod thread in the side without it… it going over exactly um it it's quite um it's it's well what would
1: i say is it it it, it was astonishing to me because this literally you can hold it like a phone now it's a bit big i have an iphone 6s and it's a bit bigger than that Um, it's more the size of uh, do they call them the plus ones in iphones plus android android phones tend to be a bit bigger don't they so so it's it's a bit more like the size of an android phone let's say does it fold
0: that would that would be very modern in terms of uh, smartphones
1: it, it would but those smartphones have not had the best start in life have they <laughs> no I just wonder
0: wonder if the light folds because then you could fold it and make it bigger by just unfolding it that's uh, something for the future y-
1: yes or or fold it and then it breaks and you can't use it yeah <laughs>
0: well um, half of it goes flicker yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: yes so uh so, so no this is uh it doesn't fold but it is it is it's really solidly made and as and you, so it's got the, the whole face of it imagine if the face of your phone was just covered in leds and um, different colors so that you can tune it from like 2600 kelvin to uh 5600 kelvin based on you know the, the balance of, of how bright the different colored leds are the standard mm-hmm. way you get a bi-color led light at this point um and Uh, But the whole of the screen of your phone is just a bank of lights like that. And on the back is a small LCD control panel. So you can choose the color um, and you can choose the brightness um, it has a quarter 20 uh, tripod mount in it, as you said, in the casing. And it also, um, do you know what? It also acts as a battery pack because you can actually use the battery that's inside <laughs> it to recharge your phone if you want no. to. Obviously, obviously, at the expense of some of the life cycle of the or the of usable light, of course. Uh, yeah. Um, but it is. Uh, yeah, I saw this. I thought, that's amazing. Um <laughs> so i bought it (laughs) of course and it was and it was um it was really affordable as well um it was 80 pounds that was that was that was
0: trade show pricing probably
1: uh possibly but most of the the products there weren't on a massive discount at this particular show um uh, i wasn't aware of getting a discount on that one um well i did on the camera we'll come back to that in a minute but
0: i'm just trying um, to figure out a price online 149 euros
1: uh, okay, so that's a bit more expensive, yeah, than what I paid for it on the well, day then, isn't it? Because at this problem. point, uh, £80 is probably about €95 Euros or something And And I'm, I'm like not sure,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that's, that's an actual price because they, they don't have it yet available, so that might change ah, when okay. they got it.
1: But, but I, I was just intrigued by this thing. And you can slip it in your back pocket of your jeans, you can slip it in a coat pocket.
0: Like a smartphone, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, it is smartphone size and smartphone form factor. Um, and I've used it a few times. It's very, very versatile. Um, and uh, it's very easy to, to carry around. I mean, in some senses, it just does what any other small LED light does, right? It's not reinventing you know the whole concept of handheld LED lights or, or camera mountable LED lights. Um, but it's super bright. Certainly hurts to look at um and uh, it's good quality light it's it, you can change the color of it to blend it um if we were cinematographers or, or directors of photography we might be calling it a practical um because you could drop it inside a lampshade or you could you can put it behind things and you can like you, you can provide ambient lighting in in the background of a shot uh, at a push you could use it as a key light for a portrait um although you'd have to hold it a bit close um because otherwise it would be a little bit hard light uh, it wouldn't be the most flattering light
0: i mean but. one one thing one one thing that it shares with most other leds is uh one thing that i always try to get around when working with leds and that is the spacing of the individual leds which gives you that um it, it's it's not a it's not a a, a very diffuse surface it's a bunch of point light uh, so, so, sources. So,
1: you mean you mean where you can get lots and lots of shadows? That you get those overlap. micro
0: shadows, yes. Yeah. So, so
1: this does. There is
0: do a diffuser that, on there. Actually, There's a diffuser I did check.
1: On there. I did check it uh, as much as I could on the show floor before I bought it, but mm-hmm. I've checked it more since. Um, yeah, you. Uh, it, 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 it is diffused it, as it, the, the, the diffusion that's built into the face of the light uh, is just enough that at the uh, distances you would use it. Um, then uh, it, it doesn't cast those many okay. many shadows, um, okay. and in that sense, it's also better than the one I bought five years ago because that one they were just too far apart, and and it and it does create multiple shadows in, at, at times. So so yeah, that is one of the 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 things you have to watch out for, of course. But this doesn't have that. And um, one of the things I did do with it because I, I bought it that day, and I also had uh, somebody brought me uh, some some slides because uh, the the uh, when I was there that day, I met the guy who runs the lab who, who, who i send my film to um and he brought me some slides it was a personal service from your lab technician right he bring, <laughs> <laughs> send your film off to the lab and he delivers the delivers the the positives in person
0: that's <laughs> perfect
1: yeah, he's a nice guy. Hi Duncan if you're listening. Um and uh so uh it, I r- resting the the positives on the light. Um you could see the LED pattern as I was trying to look at them but mm-hmm. holding them, you know, just a few inches away uh, and you were, uh, and there was no sign of any uh, uh, of the the fact that there were lots and lots of LEDs in it. So um yeah, uh Initial thought, um, for those of you that, you know, l- like to, to light your shots or just like to have that there as a contingency, um, really great product. It um, re- seems to be properly, solidly made. I mean, I haven't done a drop test on it, but it seems to be, yeah, it <laughs> seems to be the sort of – no, I'm not going to – it seems to be the sort of quality that, that could last. Um, and, uh, you yeah, know, really impressed with it so far.
0: It looks, so, uh, it looks very fancy. So.
1: it it, it is and it isn't it kind of because it it does it 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 does one thing and it does it well
0: well the the size the size of it the surface i mean there's always this uh, a, a minimum size i think that you need to get some soft light um there are led lights that are almost point light sources and they by just by definition cast very hard shadows and then uh, th- this, I think, from a size uh, point of view, that is probably in a sweet spot. Because you can use it at distances that w- where it will still give you softish light, which you can use to get some close-ups of faces and these kind of things that uh, yeah, don't look too Yeah, you can.
1: Or at the very least, uh, one, of the things, one of the things I try to, I do sometimes is I use these as fill lights, Mm-hmm. So so um if I'm yeah because, because you know, environmental portraiture is is one of my things I yeah you know, I'm forever looking for you know a good ambient light or how how do you use the lights that are in the room to set uh, to set a scene as it were or set an atmosphere for a portrait. So let's say you're in somebody's living room and they have some you know some table lamps uh and you could switch the table lamps on um but you know that gives you the, the 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 light for the room but doesn't give you light on your subject. But you don't really want to harshly light your subject perhaps because you want it to blend in. So with a light like this you can tune the colour in to match the table lamps. Uh, and then you can use it just as a gentle fill light. Um, uh, uh, it is quite effective at times um, to give that impression of light it, where there isn't. Yeah, to get gi- c- to give the impression that it's just sort of n- a bit more natural rather than a a blasting of light as a portrait
0: or a bit of a kicker light or a hair light or something. And, yeah, and that, as you yeah, can change yeah,
1: the as a backlight yeah as a hair yeah. light or a kick, yeah very and very useful for that sort
0: of thing. As, as you as can part. change the temperature, you can really fit it into what you're shooting. So yeah, that's. Yes. Something that looks interesting. Yep.
1: So that's that's what's in one of my pockets.
0: <laughs> okay. That other thing, the camera thing.
1: The other thing, the camera thing. Right. So you know I shoot Fuji cameras, yeah. Yes, I do. And I've spoken about that quite a lot and how I love the way that they work. Um. And uh, yeah. So Fuji have. You have
0: bought another camera, haven't you? Sorry, okay. you have bought another camera. I have
1: bought another camera. Yes, but it's one unlike some others. <laughs> um, mostly. <laughs> Um, So I have bought, uh, to to cut the long story short, I bought uh, the Fuji XF10, Mm -hmm. which is a camera that fits in my jeans pocket, which is exactly what I wanted. Um, uh, because, uh, like many people, I I don't like being weighed down by stuff all the time, or perhaps, um, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing some family stuff where I want to be present and, and I want to be part of that experience. Um, but I also want to have the ability to capture photographs with decent quality if the occasion arises. So I wanted a, I wanted a camera that fit in my jeans pocket. And because I sort of shoot Fuji, you know, the Fuji X F10, um, w- was absolutely a candidate. Uh, there are others. Um, the Ricoh GR three is just been announced. I don't think it's quite commercially available yet. Um, and it has the dis- slight disadvantage of being more than twice the price of the Fuji. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's something like $900 that new Ricoh. Um, I think, um, Whereas uh, and and conceptually at least very similar to the Fuji, which has a twenty eight millimeter equivalent fixed lens f two point eight, and uh, is an APS C sensor. So I now own an APS C sensor camera that fits in my back pocket.
0: That is astonishing. I mean th- that that would that would have been my next question. What does that camera uh, give you over your? quite decent smartphone camera <laughs> um
1: yeah an, an enormous sensor by comparison
0: and that's um, and that, that, that that's the exact answer it has a huge yeah. sensor and sensor size does more than just give you better low light it will just change the entire rendering of the photo the depth of field and everything
1: it, it does yeah. and and to be so so uh, and it's it, it's you have more options around those sorts of things um it is uh what can i say you can quite easily achieve uh some out of focus background should you choose to um if you shoot it at f 2.8 um i mean to, to to be clear this is an 18.5 millimeter lens so it's a 28 millimeter equivalent but it's, it's actually an 18 mil lens so it is um it's not the easiest lens to throw the background out of focus but you can you can do it. Um, it's, it's not hard to do it. You just have to shoot in a particular way. Make sure you're not too far away from your subject. Make sure you're shooting as what as close to wide open as the lighting conditions will allow, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've got there, right, is, you know, going back to my thing about shooting environmental portraits, I've got an environmental portrait kit that I can carry around just in my jeans pockets. Mm-hmm. Um and that pleases me enormously. <laughs> it I can really I can does. understand that. Yes, it really does. And so I've had this thing for a few weeks now. I took it to the French Riviera. Um, I had a weekend away, uh with my wife. Just the two of us, abandoned our children. Um, and uh yeah, we spent a couple of days down in Nice. Went uh, when had lunch in Monaco. Um, and I could do all of that wandering around you know and of course the french riviera you have to make an effort you have to dress for the for you know for this you know, you can't you can't carry around lumpy rucksacks full of camera gear in the french riviera you know it's just not the done thing
0: <laughs> you know, i I, you know. I probably would
1: anyway but okay <laughs> Well, you just you no. Know, you see, you, you need you need an Italian leather jacket,
0: uh, okay, you know, and you need some
1: fancy shoes, you know, and and uh, no, of course you don't. But the point is, is that you know i was able to enjoy being me and, and enjoy being a part of a couple and my wife uh, as you know is, is not a photographer in the same way that i am um yeah, i'm always somewhat envious of, of you who you know having a partner who's really into photography because my wife is not
0: oh it help. it helps a lot yes <laughs> i'm
1: sure it does a partner well, a partner uh,
0: who just bought a second medium format camera yes mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that's yeah so yeah that that's that that's never going to happen in my house <laughs> it's, <laughs> what's going to happen is i'm going to buy one and then i'm going to get frowned at for wasting money. um but that's okay. We're, you know, uh, but the so so you know it really is something that i am really pleased about. you know i am not a, i don't have a a massively bad back but I, I equally i do try and avoid my back does ache sometimes. i do try and avoid carrying heavy backpacks around all the time. having this um it is really great. Um, and it lives in my car as well, so I can take it everywhere with me. It's my new go everywhere, every day camera. Um, and uh, so, so there we go, right? So that's what's in my pockets, right? Um, and I suppose we should ask, what does that mean for the future of photography? Um,
0: well, what does it mean?
1: Well, what <laughs> does it mean Well, for the future of my photography? It means my back's going to ache less. Um, does it mean uh, what? What does it mean? Well, let, let's let's think about it in in what might uh, be added to this kind of thing in the coming years. We've talked about flat lenses.
0: Um, uh, well, at, the le- the they- lens on that camera is already very, very flat. I mean, that's a pancake. It, it is,
1: but perhaps when the flat lens technology breaks, you could actually get optical, optically longer equivalent focal lens, lengths. So at the moment, I've now got a 28 millimeter equivalent. It's got 24 megapixels, which is far more than the average person ever needs. Certainly more than I usually need. Um, and uh, uh, and so, you know, it's, it's easy enough to crop in if you need something that's slightly tighter. Okay, uh, But it'd be good. Some of those things that we've been talking about, you know, we've talked about computational zoom um you know if that could be built into a camera like that in the future that would be pretty awesome at the moment i can crop in but that doesn't do the computational zoom bit where it changes the compression uh mm. you know, of, of uh, and the relative size of things from the background to the foreground like we've talked about in the past oh i see yeah uh what else does it do uh or could it do um i, I think just just that level of image quality Yeah, there are lots of small cameras, I know, but just that level of image quality from that size of a sensor in a in a package that small is good. Um, And there's already a success story with it. Um, I uh, because I because of everybody being very busy, um, uh, and this is story by the way, isn't going to make any sense to anybody in the USA. But uh, Mother's Day in the UK is in March.
0: Not yeah. whenever mm-hmm. it is
1: elsewhere in the world. Um and uh but it took me ages to actually catch up with my parents and go out for a walk and a lunch with my mum. But I took with my new camera the other day, which was just in my pocket, uh we were walking through some woods uh and my parents sat down in, in some sunshine on a log and I took a photograph of it. And yesterday uh the aluminium printed eight by tens of that photo arrived. I've ordered one for me, one for my mum and dad, one for my brother and one for my sister, and we've now got because of this
0: a lovely photo of my parents. That is beautiful. And that's what yeah. that's all the photo should be about, the, the emotion.
1: Uh, and and you could absolutely argue I could have taken that photo with any camera including a smartphone. Um, but uh, the 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 technical quality and the way I was able to capture the image was 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 better than with a phone. Uh, and you know, would I have carried a big camera or would I have just, you know, or would I have just gone without, as it were? Um, but having that thing, that camera, putting it in my pocket, all good. <clears throat> and you know, uh, it's been, it's been to, it's, it's a camera that's equally at home on the French Riviera as it is in Glasgow, where I was this weekend. And, <laughs> and those are two slightly different places. Um, <laughs> Uh, although Glasgow was the European city of culture a while back.
0: Well, yeah, and, and you know, you know, APSC is great, but um, you know where you could go if you wanted to go a little bit bigger? We already talked about the Zeiss ZX-1 on this show previously. Oh, not,
1: <laughs> I don't think that's going to fit in my pocket anytime soon. It's,
0: it's no, no, it will probably not. But it's also, it's very similar in in that it is a camera with a fixed lens and it is this this all in one package, and it has a full frame sensor, which makes That's it, of course, true, yes. of course, superior. Um, <laughs> it has the built in Lightroom mobile. <laughs> it has five hundred gigabytes SSD, and it was it was announced at Photokina, and it is now about to materialize. I think they're not quite there yet, but there is a there was an interview with the product manager of Zeiss, and uh, he talked a bit about where they are and where they're going with it and so i
1: paid 400 pounds for my discount how much is your zeiss
0: <laughs> it, well the the price is not out yet but it is somewhere in the range of a leica q or a sony rx1 r2 which Ouch. which will put it somewhere around the four thousand dollar price so, range so, So actually an order of magnitude. An order of magnitude more than what you paid for that one. Do you know
1: what? For me personally, I think that extra bit that you get, that extra 5% you get for that order of magnitude choice, I don't think I'm skilled enough to make best use of it. I'll stick with the one I've got.
0: I think you're doing good at at that, yes.
1: Anyway, bit of fun. uh, New toys, always good to have new toys. And the idea of having... Uh, A portrait kit that I can fit in my jeans pocket is just
0: awesome. That's amazing. It is. All right. That brings us to the end of this episode. Don't forget about the casting at thefuturephotography.com slash casting. And uh, we want to hear from you. Maybe maybe you're the next co-host on this show. So until then, next week, we'll be back with another episode um, talking about... Ah, no, I'm not going to... Not gonna spoil it just now. So, anyway, until next week, take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com